Welcome to High Performance Mindset with Dr. Sindra Kampoff. Do you want to reach your full potential, live a life of passion, go after your dreams? Each week, we bring you strategies and interviews to help you ignite your mindset. Let's bring on Sindra. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset Podcast. This is your host, uh, Dr. Sindra Kampoff. Certified Mental Performance Consultant, Speaker, and Author. And I'm grateful that you're here, ready to listen to episode 276 with Aaron Alvey. Now, if you know mindset is essential to your success, then this is the podcast for you, where we explore everything related to mindset to help you be at your best, to reach your potential every day, to help you be the best version of yourself. And today I had a fabulous interview with Aaron Alvey. So let me tell you about Erin so you can get familiar with her background, and this sets the stage for the interview today. So Erin was born and raised in southern Georgia. She grew up listening to Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, The Beatles, Simon Garfunkel, and Irish music. That's a whole lot of Irish music. So her mom introduced her to country music, and she would play Toby Keith and Alan Jackson, Brooks and Dunn, all in her car. And Erin would try to keep her voice just as low as theirs to match them. And she's been performing for as long as she can remember. When she was 19 years old, her cousin Jacob Underwood from MTV's Making the Band or O-Town brought her to Nashville to start her dream. And that's where she recorded her first EP in a Rascal Flatts private studio. Since then, she's been writing daily and recording more songs along the way, including songs such as Tomahawk Love, and her latest single is called Any Other Heart. When she first started recording, a reporter said she'd be as popular as Taylor Swift one day, which this motivates her to keep pounding away and working hard. So as you can tell from our interview, Erin has really focused on finding her unique, genuine sound, and she believes there is no other better feeling than sharing it with people. In this podcast, Erin is very wise. It's very impressive. And she talks all about how you can really use your mind to reach your potential no matter what you're doing. And for her, that might be as a singer-songwriter or as an actress. And so we talk about why actually we need to all go through the lows and why that's really essential to our success. She provides a powerful question you can ask yourself to be grateful right now. She talks about the best way to respond to adversity why it's important to actively receive, and at the end, I love our conversation about how we can each practice magic and why that's essential to our success in general. So you can find a full description of the podcast today at syndracampoff.com slash Erin. And we'd love to hear from you. You can head over to Twitter and you can find me at mentally underscore strong and Erin at Erin Alvey. We'd love to hear what you think. You can also find us over on Instagram. That's Erin Alvey, and I'm at Sandra Campoff. Without further ado, let's bring on Erin. Welcome to the podcast, Erin Alvey. Thank you so much for joining me. How's your day going? Thanks, Sandra. Yeah, it's going awesome. Excited to be on the podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you just about entertainment in general and being a singer and songwriter and, and an actress and the mindset that it really takes to be successful in that realm. Tell us a little bit about you know, your passion and what you're really passionate about right now. Yeah, so definitely ever since I was a little girl, I liked to entertain. It was kind of a, a blessing and a curse. Um, <laughs> and my family's always laughed because I was always trying to do something to entertain. So as I got older, um, I got a degree in sports broadcasting and I worked on TV for a little bit doing that. And I loved it, but music was something that I always was most passionate about. 
but it's one of those careers where you can't really depend on it financially at first. So it kind of took a while to get that off. And then once things got started, I was able to, you know, pursue music harder. And then acting was something I did as a young girl. And I randomly landed a, a pretty big part. So I was in Thailand for all February doing that. So I think entertainment has always been part of my path in, in different realms altogether. Yeah, it's great that you followed your passion and you were, even when you're in sports broadcasting, you were really paying attention to what you were excited about. And what, what was calling you to kind of get back to or get the singing and songwriting? Yeah, so I, I was in college. I remember my freshman year. Um, I kind of did the typical, like, enjoyed freshman year. I had so much fun with my friends and everything. And at the end of my freshman year, I came home that summer and I told my parents that, I just couldn't see myself doing that for three more years. I was like, I just don't know if I want to, I just don't know if I'm really feeling fulfilled. I didn't, I loved what I was doing, but I was kind of doing the general classes. So I wasn't in my major yet. And I, I'm kind of a homebody. So I kind of felt like I was just not doing the most uh, making me happy at that point. So we talked about um, some of my passions. And I remember I really, I told them I had interest in being a singer songwriter. And I have a cousin who was very successful in the early 2000s. He was in a boy band. And he told me that if I were willing, he'd heard me sing and such. He said that he would launch a career with me. Oh, wow. So we decided to do that at the end of my freshman year. And I, he said, okay, if you write four songs, I will take you to Nashville and I'll get you all set up in the recording and we will do, you know, a private studio and all, and all that. Um, and so when you write your four songs, come back to me and we will go down there. And so I spent four days and I wrote four songs real fast because <laughs> I knew I wanted it. And then you know, the next month we were down in Nashville and that's kind of where it all started. And ever since then it, you know, I just knew that it's what I'd love to do. I, it brought me a lot of happiness and a lot of hurt, but it's definitely worth every second of it. Yeah. I think what you said is really important. A lot of happiness and a lot of hurt. And, you know, Aaron, one of the things I help people do is I coach them on their mindset and um, I'm a certified mental performance coach. And one of the, awesome. yeah, that I'm working with right now is actually working to launch his career and he has a full-time job but knows that like singing and songwriting is his passion and so what advice would you give to somebody who's really just getting started man I I think every I know it sounds so cliche but you really do have to find like your own sound and I will say I'm, I'm very guilty of trying to find somebody else's sound in a way like what was popular at the time and for a long time I was chasing certain genres and certain songs that I didn't have a ton of heart in, but I felt like it made sense for me, like by my image and it made sense for, you know, my demographic. I was like, okay, I'll just fall into this. But up until, you know, recently I was following that path and I think people can see through that a mile away. So I think whatever you're hearing already on the radio, it's already on the radio. So you're going to have to come up with something that's not there and it's hard, but also at the same time, like, you know, it's somebody's going to do it. So you might as well be the person to do it, come up with something new. Nice. And I, what I'm hearing in that comment is really like finding your authentic self, you know? And so yeah. like, you know, you've done that in singing and songwriting and now as an actress. Yeah. Oh yeah. Finding my authentic self in an acting, it's kind of hard because you're playing a different role. Yeah, you're that's playing true. a completely different person. But <laughs> I think that it just, it shows you that you can, whatever you set your mind to, like you really can push your limits and you don't know what you're capable of doing until you're literally the man in the arena doing it. Mm, it's really powerful. And so, you know, one of the things I think is really important about singing and songwriting is that 
you get rejected and you know there are times where maybe you don't get feedback that's really awesome you know and you get a lot of no's so tell us how you know you think mindset really plays a role in that I think my dad will probably hear me talk about my parents a lot throughout this interview because they've always been like such strong like mental game like you know enforcers they've always been very good for me in that aspect and my dad always says that this career there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows and he said I had to promise him when I was a little girl like 19 but I felt like a little girl he said when you're going into it promise me that you won't get too high on the highs and you won't get too low on the lows Mm. and it was true like and it's funny that things now that you know even up to two or three years ago would have had me just made my whole week like oh my gosh so excited they feel like everyday things. And that's so cool for me to say now, but I also, it's hard to say that because now it's like, I have to up, you know, bigger things have to happen in order to get that high again, you know, that feeling. But at the same time, I don't feel as low. Like when I don't get something or when, like you said, like if it's not received as well as I want it to be received, a song or something, then I brush it off just as well as I brush off the highs. You have to brush off the lows just the same and just, you know, stay focused. Yeah, that's really good. So can you give a little insight on how you do that? Because I, I like what you're saying is not getting too high or too low. I hear athletes say that all the time, right? Like, you know, you've had a great play. Don't get too high. Don't get too low if a mistake happened. But how do you exactly do that? What's your insight on that? Yeah, I think that that, that definitely took some practice because I think that when I first started off, that's all I did. I was every little opportunity I'd freak out and get so excited. And I kind of miss those days a little bit, but I think after enough lows, I honestly think this is an experience question. Like you have to go through them. It's not like you can kind of like from the first low, you just know like, Oh, this is a low. I recognize it. And I'm not going to accept it. Like you have to go through it. And sometimes you have to feel the low in order to know how, like to be able to recognize it. And then, you know, the next time understand that it's not the end of the world. And I guess just knowing, going into whatever you're going into, just knowing that's not going to be the end of the world, but allow yourself to feel how you want to. And in a sense, I think that comes naturally. I don't think that, you know, any powerful words could tell somebody how to not get low. Like you have to feel that low in order to know you don't want to get that way again. Don't be scared of it. Yeah, good. And maybe that low will actually motivate you, you know, or, or make you oh, feel yeah. some behavior. Yeah. And what do you mean by don't get scared of it? Because I think that's really powerful. Oh, my dad used to always tell me that you can't fear. He said fear is like the the biggest thing in life you have to avoid because if you're scared of something, then it has control over you. He said so fear, and if you fear low, then it has control over you. That low means that it will it'll be the finding moment in your career, which you can't allow it to be. So you can't be scared to fail, as they say. And at the same time, my dad always talks to me about receiving. He said you can't be scared to to succeed also. And that sounds really kind of dumb because you're like well of course no one's scared of succeeding but actually people subconsciously are and they they don't realize that they will like pull themselves back because they're like scared to get to a certain point and you have to actively receive like whatever opportunities are coming to you just as much as you aren't scared to fail you can't be scared to succeed and like receive things that are coming to you and Aaron just to give people some perspective tell us about an example of a low for you like what does it mean to not get too high or too low you know and uh, maybe tell us about a high what's What's been a good day you've had as a singer-songwriter and what's been a tough day? Yeah, I think that there are lows and highs in every single day. And that sounds super bipolar to say. I think that every, like, you know, I, I knock on wood, I haven't had any, like, crazy big defining low. And I don't think many people 
I mean, you have big setbacks. I'm sure as like athletes and such, even as, you know, songwriters, I had like a node scare where they thought I was on steroids for a little bit to make sure I get my vocal cords back. Like you go through things that are really hard setbacks, but yeah, I think that appreciating the highs when you get them and, you know, acknowledging them, don't just brush those off as much as you do a low, making sure you acknowledge it, allow yourself to feel like just to remind yourself, put yourself back into perspective of how this would have made you feel a couple of years ago. And sometimes that's all I have to do for both lows and highs. Just realize that a couple of years ago, this would have really upset me, but also I wouldn't have had this opportunity a couple of years ago. So I'm at a new playing field. The lows feel like they're more low, you know, more extreme, but they don't feel quite as low because I'm at a different level than I was. And I think that's a strategy, Erin, that everybody who's listening can use. You know, where was I at a few years ago? And uh, I'd be, I would have been happy and grateful to have the experience that I have right it's now. Problem, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Farther you go along, for sure, the more problems you have, but the more you know how to handle them and can accept them. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, Erin, usually what I ask people on the podcast is I always ask them about, you know, to tell us about a time that they failed and then what they learned from it. And I want to ask you that question because really it's about bouncing back and being resilient despite the failure. So could you tell us about a story of a time that didn't go so great for you? Yeah, I definitely can. I'm trying to think here because I think when I think of failures, it's hard in this industry in particular because you it's more so like if you don't get signed or you don't get a particular gig or this or that. So I definitely, I kind of pair them all together in that. Over the past couple of years, I've been reached out to by a couple of different labels and maybe it just wasn't the right fit or this or that. And I hate to bring religion into something that not everyone maybe goes into it. But I truly believe it just wasn't meant for me. And maybe that means that God didn't have it meant for me in my path or whatever it may be. The universe didn't have it in my path. Then that's kind of how I accept it. And I think that's been the biggest, those are the biggest lows. Or, you know, like maybe there's a potential signing, but it doesn't end up happening. And yeah, I don't know. Just knowing it, it wasn't meant for me and that something more is coming. Yeah. So really having an optimistic perspective that like the best is yet to come and, and that's okay yeah. that, you, you know, that was, that was meant to happen. I like what you said about the universe, you know, that, you know, for people yeah. religious, you know, that it's like, you know, it's just, it's not meant for me right now, but there are better yeah. things coming for me. Absolutely. And believing that, like, it's so easy to say, and I can sit here and preach it all day, but if you don't truly believe it, then you don't have the inner peace yourself. So it's like, you have to just believe that, whatever's coming, it was meant to come. And my dad always says too, like, it's protecting. If something really big like happens and I lose it, I, you know, I don't maybe get the, the, the role or I don't get the signing, whatever it may be. He says that I'm being protected. He's like, I promise you there's a reason why like this, you're being protected from something, even though it looked gold plated, you know, looks everything I could have ever wanted. He says, you're being protected from something and you're not going to ever know what it was, but just accept that that's the reason why. Just have peace in that. Yeah. Nice. I love that. I think that's a really positive way to respond to, you're right, we might see it as like gold and, you know, this is like a golden opportunity, but there's, you know, just having peace that there, they didn't work out for a reason. Yeah. So Erin, one of the things I think about is I, I think, you know, I put myself in your shoes and I think about how the, the actors and actresses that you've, you've met, the musicians that you've met and you've performed with. Tell us about how do you see that the best kind of mentally prepare? Well, I guess I'll use the acting as a, an example now because it's funny. Music was something that I've, it feels so second nature to me. I've been working professionally in it for about five years. 
you know, I've seen some really big highs. I've seen some lows when it comes to like stages and such and big venues and little venues and, you know, the best crowds and the worst crowds. So I feel pretty veteranized in that aspect. But acting was something that I did not feel veteranized at all. And I was so scared. The opportunity actually came to me. One, the director of the, this particular movie had been following me and knew of my music. I had previously like um, released a song in a film and he had already been like familiar with my stuff. So he reached out to me and this is very, this is not how this usually goes, by the way, this is okay. very much out of the realm of the acting world. This is the once in a lifetime type thing. He reached out to me and said, I can get you an audition. He said, I can't pr- make you any promises, but I can get you an audition. I can put you in front of the casting directors. You fit the lead for this movie that they're filming in Thailand in February. He's like, I know you're not an actress, but you like the character is very similar to what I've seen of you in general. Wow. And I was like, okay. And immediately I, I, you know, shamefully admit that my mindset was like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm not about to walk into, you know, a bunch of seasoned actors and like put my, put it up there, you know? But I, it was one of those things at the beginning of the year, it was like literally a text I got on January 1st, 2019, this past year. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like if that's not a way to start off a year, like, I don't know what is. I knew I had to at least chase the opportunity. So I got the script and I was immediately, I mean, I was hesitant because it was huge. I was like, no one can remember this. I don't know how they memorize all these lines and such, but I just did my audition. And about two weeks later, I got the part and I was like, oh no, like that was like, even <laughs> made me even more nervous. I was like, oh no, what am I going to do now? I'm committed. So I kind of just took it in strides, you know, just my mindset was that like, obviously, the same thing. Like, the universe brought me this opportunity. I have to actively receive. I don't know if this could be the catalyst that, you know, catapults towards my music career, launches that. Like, you don't know, like, what can help. You know, especially in the entertainment industry, everything goes hand in hand. You can't turn down, in, like, any opportunities. So, yeah, I took the opportunity. I, you know, I did the whole movie, and it was incredible. It was one of those things I felt so comfortable doing. I loved it. I learned a lot in that month that I lived there. Uh, it was a little bit hard because it was in the middle of nowhere in Thailand. So I kind of felt like I was away from civilization for a while. I had to take, you know, a month away from my own music because I didn't, you know, couldn't work on that. We were busy from 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. at night. Right. Um, but yeah, actually, since then, I've gotten some crazy opportunities just in acting after that movie was, uh, I guess, announced. So I guess, you know, time will tell, but it's definitely been cool just to keep that mindset going through it and seeing like where it's bringing me now. Yeah. And I'm hearing that you've been really open to these experiences and just like open to what can happen afterwards. And tell us about what does it mean to you? You said like actively receive. What does that mean to you? Like, how do you actually do that? Yeah. Well, I think in particular in musicians and such, like we have such a weird like obsession with we have to be a musician. Like we're not a true musician if we accept other opportunities. Like the biggest thing right now is influencing. So like as an artist, like if you hear like, oh, you're an influencer, you like cringe. You're like, no, like I'm a true artist. And you like get so upset. But I had to like kind of let go of all of that. I had to let go of like being an actress does not mean I'm not a true artist. You know, like whatever, it, whatever I'm doing in my life, like it doesn't take away from what my goal is. You know, of course, if I'm doing things that are not proactive and not productive in the slightest, and that's taking away. But anything like, you know, that's you're learning a new skill or you're putting yourself out there and you're getting out of your comfort zone is helping you in more ways than you realize. So, yeah, I think that that was big. It's just, you know, understanding that you don't know what can come and every opportunity is an opportunity to better you and learn something new. 
Nice. Sounds like a growth mindset. I don't know if you've ever read that book or heard about it, the concept of Carol Dweck, but it's really like, you know, that you're, I'm hearing you're just always growing and learning and uh, looking for opportunities. Yeah, I guess that's all we can do. And I think that's with anything in life, like not even just entertainment industry, like anything that comes your way, if it is an opportunity that's going to benefit you in some way, like you absolutely should take it or benefit somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think that service is also important in general. I think that it aligns you better than anything can. Any self-serving thing is not going to align you as well as if you serve others in some capacity. Yeah. So do you feel like that when you're really performing at your best, like let's say as a musician, tell us a little bit about what that feels like and looks like to you when you're really, maybe just take us back to like a performance where you just crushed it. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, that's hard because people, um, your crowd determines how you feel. And that's why I don't think people realize how important it is like live shows and such that if I, if I'm in a crowd and it doesn't matter how big it is, you know, I've performed in front of like thousands and thousands of people and I performed in front of a room of, you know, 50. So it doesn't matter how big your crowd is, but it depends on their attitude. And I always say that like with your, as an artist, like you are giving with live performances, your energy that you're putting out there is energizing the crowd. And if they aren't giving it back to you, you know, like, and vice versa, it goes both ways. If they're not giving it back to you, then it's very hard to continue and power through a show. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, my favorite shows have always been the ones where people are just, they're there to let loose, you know, like, enjoy themselves and listen to your music and listen to what you have to say and what you have to sing and the lyrics that you've put hours into writing, you know, hours in the studio, hours into producing. Like, it's just, it's cool, like, when people receive it. But that's out of your control, you know, so you kind of just have to have your own mindset of that no matter what, happens in that crowd tonight whether they're on their a game or not i have to give my very best self to them because they've paid money to be here and whether they receive it well or not i have to give my best so and how do you mentally prepare for that like you know take us to maybe like an hour before your performance what are you thinking about you know where, how do you get in that space to really give to the crowd yeah um it's funny i think most people tend to like distance themselves like where they like to be alone for a little bit. And I will take like, you know, my 15 minutes just sitting there being alone. But I've always been pretty guilty of um, like FaceTiming. I like to like FaceTime like somebody I'm close to before I go on. So it kind of gets my head out of it. And, you know, it's not focusing too much on your, like you have to stay focused. But I think that not obsessing over perfection is so important in any career you're chasing. Like, because it's never going to be perfect because things, because even if you are perfect in what you do in your performance, it does not mean that everything else is going to align perfectly. Like you cannot control anything outside of yourself. So you can't expect perfection. All you can do is just, you know, do your very best and like hope for it, but you can't obsess over perfection. Yeah. And I like what you said about sometimes maybe if you're thinking about your performance too much, you could overthink it, (laughs) you know, instead of just being with the audience. And um, I do a lot of speaking, Erin. And so I think about like my best performances ever as a speaker, right? and you're, you're entertaining. I mean, not the same way as you do, but it's like definitely the crowd, the, you know, the audience is with me, how I show up to that space. Like if I'm pumped to be there and if I'm really thinking about them and, you know, if my focus is on them instead of me, like I can sometimes, especially when I started, I got kind of got in my own head and it's like, what are they going to think about me? Are they going to like me? Or are they going to like what I'm saying today? When really, when I focus more on them, that helps me maybe let loose and be more comfortable. Do you find something similar for you? Absolutely, Sandra. I think, 
my parents always told me growing up that the only true path to happiness is losing yourself in the, in the service of others. Uh, and so I think that kind of is aligned with what you're saying is like, yeah, I could sit here and preach all day long what I want to preach and talk about. But in reality, it's like, like you said, there's somebody in that crowd that needs it more than you do. You know, like what I'm going to get, what's going to satisfy me, you know, personal, like when I'm singing, like, okay, I want to perform the song and I want the crowd to love it. But this song might be more to person in the back who's gone through the exact circumstance I'm singing about than it does that it's received well for me. You know, like, like you're saying, somebody in a crowd might need it more than you. And if you can keep that mindset, you tend to do better. Yeah. And I see, you know, the musicians that I really connect with, if, if it's even, you know, in face-to-face or if it's on TV, it's like they are connected to the audience, right? Like they, I like what you said about service. So tell us about how does service impact your mentality? Oh man, it puts me into perspective more than anything. We did a bunch of children's hospitals a while back, like I did with my management. And I remember at first, like, uh, you know, from the outside, it looks like, oh, so sweet. You know, like you're going in there and you're singing to the kids that are sick. Like, yeah, of course, it is really cool. Like, do people do that? But I had a really hard time with it because it was like, I felt a little bit like it was, uh, like, was posed, like, very much. Like, I was going in there, you know, and like, okay, like, now smile for the picture. These kids are like, they're dying. They don't feel well. You know, they just feel so sick and they have to, like, smile for these pictures and stuff. And it felt kind of like icky. You know, it rubbed me the wrong way where I felt like this wasn't right. And I ended up getting close with one of the families after I'd gone into one of these particular visits. And the mindset, like, I got to see more than just the, you know, the 10 minutes I spent in each room. Like, I got to see the ins and outs, and I got to know this kid, and, like, I got to see him on his bad days and his good days. And, like, it threw me into perspective to the max, what these people go through, and, like, how lucky we are to live not only the life we're living, doing what we love, but more so just, like, being healthy and, like, being able to live the life we want to do, you know? Absolutely. perspective absolutely is the most important, I think. Yeah. And I, even what you were saying about failure and when things don't go perfectly for you, like having perspective and even seeing like, did I'm being protected right now. Like you can always look at yeah. it or the bad, you know, and be, I hear, what I'm hearing is like being really grateful for the opportunities that you have. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. just grateful for every single day that you're, and because the kids, again, their mindset through like taught me so much. It was crazy because like these kids are getting, these kids are the ones getting their parents through this. The kids that are sick with leukemia are the exact kids that are getting their parents through it. It's harder like for the parents to get the mindset of like, this is going to be okay. We're going to get through it. Although they're saying it to the kids, like often it's the, the actual child that's going through it, that's powering their parents through it and their family. And I thought that that was like incredible to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Erin, one thing I'm hearing is just like this really healthy mindset that you've developed. I'm hearing um, maybe your dad was the person who has most contributed to that. Would would you agree with that? My mom and dad, yeah, those two have, yeah, they definitely, I cannot say enough good things about them. So they definitely kept me on a good straight and narrow path when it came to mindset. And they both are just so positive and yeah, I'm very thankful that I came from that kind of mindset. And I know that when I have a family, I want to be as positive as possible because you're only here for so long. You can't dwell on negativity because I think that energy you attract when you start dwelling on things. For sure. So thinking about, you know, the, so many of the people who listen to the podcast are parents. So what advice would you give to them, you know, in terms of obviously your parents played a, a really important role in developing your mindset and you're going to continue to be successful, you know, in singing, songwriting and acting because of this mindset. So 
what do you think has been the most impactful thing? You know, what, what advice would you tell other people, you know, when you think about that most impactful thing to encourage with their son or daughter? Well, I will say I'm not naive to the fact that I know that, that you know, not every, not every parent is perfect. And not, my parents aren't perfect either. No one's perfect. But, you know, I've been particularly lucky to be blessed with the parents that I've had. But I know that there are people out there that have to be that for themselves. You know, like, and I admire those people tremendously. The people that developed these, like, mindsets in and of themselves, the circumstances they came from, and, like, they were able to develop it. And so I guess my advice would be that if you don't have that, like, if you can't look around and you don't, you can't pinpoint somebody in your life that has a mindset that you wish to, you know, feed off of, then be that person. Like, there's a reason why, and, like, it's never too early to start. You know, I don't know where it started with my own family, but I know that somebody in both my parents' lives had that positive mindset, and if they didn't, somebody developed it, whether my parents did or, you know, there's, you can start right with yourself, and I think that, I don't know, it's contagious. Yeah. So the advice maybe is like to remember that your energy, positive or negative as a parent is contagious, right? And I like Mm -hmm. what you said is like sometimes we parent or lead based on what we've seen other people do. But I hear what you're saying is like, you know, making sure you're the person to either stop the cycle of negativity or you're the one that's like bringing the, the positive perspective. Is there a particular advice that they gave you that's been really impactful in terms of developing your mindset? Absolutely. They always told me that you attract what you like, what you think of what you focus on. So if I'm constantly scared, then I'm going to screw up a note when I'm singing, like national anthems are one that always got me. I was always scared to do national anthems because everyone's so focused on what you're doing. A lot of them are televised, you know, like it's such an important moment of the day, you know, like National Anthem. And I was always so focused on it. And if I obsessed over it, you're going to mess it up. And that's what my dad would always say, like, and my mom too, that if you obsess over failing, you just think about it all the time. Like, are you, you fear of everything that could go wrong? He's like, you're basically, you're making it happen. My dad, this is overall in life. He um, always told us to practice magic. And I remember as a kid, I always thought that was kind of funny that you said that because when you think of magic, you think of like witches and wizards and Harry Potter and like all these things, right? But he told me that magic was really very simple. And he said that everyone can make it and it's, there's three steps to it. He said that magic uh, starts with an idea in your head. You think about something that you want out of life. And he said the second step is a word. You have to put that thought into words. He said actually speak it. And you can't say like, I will be a singer-songwriter. He would say, like, I remember I was eight years old. He'd say, I am a singer-songwriter. So I'd start saying that at eight years old. I am a singer-songwriter, even though I wasn't yet. I still was. Like, that was going, that was, that was happening. He said, I was creating magic. And then he said, after that, you know, the word and the thought, it becomes a reality. Just believing it every single day and acting as if you already are that. He said, that's what true magic is. And I think that that was the most important advice I ever learned in life. Wow, that's powerful. So I like the idea of practicing magic. The three steps you said was like, start with an idea. So does that mean like start with an idea of what you want? Or what did he mean? Yes, he said you have a clear idea in your head. Like just know what you're looking for. Like know what you want. Know what you want to create. And he said you have to put a word to it. You can't just sit there and think about it. So for me, I knew I love to perform. I love to write my songs, get my emotions out that way. And I love to sing. Okay, I want to be an artist you know, like singer, songwriter, and artist, recording artist. So that was the word that I placed on it. And so then I remember, I remember I wrote a whole article, like trying to impress my dad as a kid. And I wrote like, I will be like an underlined will be, you know, like all 
important. I will be a recording artist one day, period. I will be successful, period. And he made me erase it all. He said, no. He said, that's not the mindset. You are everything that you say you are. So like, I am successful. And every single day, if you're sitting there living paycheck to paycheck, I encourage everyone to go look in the mirror and say, I am successful. I am wealthy. I am happy. I am this or that. And after, like, it's insane, the law of attraction, like what comes. And I think that is what he meant by magic. Yeah, that's awesome. And when you think about your parents giving you this advice, because as a parent, I have two boys, and sometimes I'm like, are they listening? I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some mindset principles, right? But um, right. was it times where they kind of gave you this feedback? Was it just like, you know, a time where you failed? Or was it just conversations around the dinner table? You know, like when did these conversations happen for you? I think it was, um, it was definitely every day. It was, it was small. Like, they say that it takes, what, like 30 days or something to make a habit? And yeah. I think that it was, it was never a big, like, all right, Aaron, now that you're 14, we're going to have a big talk about succeeding. You know, it wasn't anything like that. Like, it was every single day I watched my parents and I saw how they lived their life. Um, my mom was always big on, like, she never gossiped. Like, she wasn't a gossip girl. She never, like, brought that kind of stuff home. Like, she never talked about others. I, I love this quote. I can't remember what it was. It is kind of like, oh, it talks about how, like, not, you know, not very intelligent people talk about other people. Mm-hmm. And then the level up of, like, kind of intelligent people talk about events that are happening, you know, like, around. But then really intelligent people are people that create, you know, like, that they don't have time to talk about other people, and they don't really have time to talk about and discuss events that are happening. They are creating what's going to happen in the future. And I thought that was so cool to, like, focus on that. And yeah. for sure, as a kid, my parents were so aligned with that, just, like, we were not focused on what other people were doing. We were focused on like what brought us happiness, how the energy was in our home. I'm a big karma girl. I think that, you know, what you're putting out there is what you're getting back. And it might not be overnight, but, you know, you might as well start today because every single day that you practice that, I think that it gets better and better. You're creating a better future for yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Erin, so when I think about, you know, you've already had so much success already, but I know you have some goals you're working towards. So, for you, what's going to be really important in terms of, you know, maintaining this healthy and productive mindset? Um, what does that mean for you and what do you need to do to do that? Yeah, so I think anything in life, it's definitely, it's a marathon, not a race, you know, in the sense of like every single day waking up with that mindset. Some days are way harder than others. Some days you're like, oh, wow, the sun is shining and I'm in the best mood and I just got, you know, a really big gig and this or that. But I think going forward, just I always picture myself like a horse with the blinders on, you know, like keeping the blinders, like, you know, your goal and focusing on it and don't let anything from the outside world deter you from that goal. Like keep your blinders on because, you know, there are always going to be people that are trying to get you out of your lane. And I think it's, it's the only thing they have to offer and you can't hate them because that means you're scared of them. You know, you can't have any, any thoughts towards those people. You have to almost ignore them as if they're not there because any energy you give them, whether it's, you know, you despise them or you're scared of them or, you're upset with them, whatever you give them, you're giving them more power. So I think just keeping true to yourself, knowing what you, what you want, and then just focusing on that goal with no distractions. Yeah, that's great. So tell us about what's the goal that you're going after. And I think um, just by saying it out loud is, is what you've been talking about, like this law of attraction and, and putting out there what you want. So tell us what, what's a big goal that you're going after. Okay, so right now I want, or I am, I am going to release an EP I am releasing an EP that's going to have, you know, all songs that are kind of like just, it's, it's a different whole genre for me. It's very true to myself. It's things I've written for the past five years. I've been too scared to put out because I just didn't feel that they were 
they didn't fit into any particular genre. So staying true to myself in that, releasing, and I think that's the next step is just releasing a bunch of tr things that I'm true to, I truly love and I believe in. Whether, you know, anybody in the management tells me that it's, uh, it's going to be successful or not, I'm not going to be chasing numbers anymore. You know, I'm chasing what I truly believe in. And then, yeah, and in any capacity that I do, you know, music or whatever in the entertainment, if it's an acting role, just believing that it was meant for me and kind of receiving. Well, and that takes a lot of courage to go f with what you want instead of what other people are telling you to do, you know, so mm -hmm. I commend you for doing that. I know you have a single called Any Other Heart. So tell us about that and where we can listen to that. Yeah, so Any Other Heart is, um, it was a song, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. It was just talking about, you know, true love, that feeling of being in love and like, there's, not, there's nowhere else you want to be. That's the person you want to be with, you know, and I think that love is so powerful and so beautiful. It's one of the most important things we have on this earth and not just romantically, but just in general, you know, love for other people, love for yourself, love for every day that you're here. And I think that that's so important. So any other heart is definitely, you know, aligned with that. Okay, awesome. And we can listen to it anywhere, right? Spotify, where else? Where else? Yeah, Spotify, iTunes, any, we have a music video out for it. It's on YouTube. And yeah, it's, um, it's been out for about a year, so I, you know, I've really enjoyed having that out, but I'm definitely excited to get my new stuff out, and that'll be coming soon, so stay yeah. tuned for that. That's awesome, and you have a clothing line yeah. coming out in October. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, yeah, next month we are, um, I've collaborated with somebody I'm very close with, and, you know, I've worked with a bunch of different brands over the past couple of years, and just, I've loved fashion since I was, like, a little girl. I've always enjoyed it, so I've always, you know, had a goal of having my own you know, things I pick out, you know, like my own little collection. So we're launching the Aaron Alvey Stella collection. The company's called Stella. And it's very much like the, I wear a lot of like all black clothing for a lot of time. You know, I try and match black with black and athleisure and, you know, really fun, you know, sneakers and such. So there's just pieces that I knew that I've craved in my own wardrobe. So I'm excited to finally be able to release them and maybe other people feel the same way. So I'm excited to get those out there. That's awesome. And where can we follow along with what you're doing? I know you're on Instagram and love what you're doing there, but where else can we follow you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm on all medias, most part. I have the Twitter, the Facebook, and Instagram, but, and I have a website that's erinalvey.com, but Erin um, Alvey, my Instagram is definitely where I'm most active. I think it's, you know, it's become such a, a monster in the social media world, so I felt that's where I, I post the most, but I'm definitely on any of social medias for the most part. Awesome. Except for TikTok. I'm not on that yet. I know that's new. Oh, I don't even know what that is. So thanks for it's the like, oh, man. up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Your boys will probably know a lot about it. My little brother is telling me about it. And I was like, ah, at what age am I too old to start joining these things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a monster. I think it's taken over. So be aware. We'll be doing interviews on TikTok next year. Yeah, maybe. Huh? Well, uh, Aaron, I'm incredibly grateful for your wisdom. You know, I was blown away with kind of all the things that you gave us to really consider. And at the end, I always try to give a summary of what I got from you. And I like what you said about is not getting too high or too low. And that really helps you deal with the adversity and setbacks. And then you talked about, you know, asking yourself when you are experiencing adversity or difficulty, like, just taking, reframing it and realizing that, you know, you're being protected from something. I thought that was really powerful. And then I liked what you talked about related to magic and, you know, first um, being clear with the idea of what you want and then uh, speaking it with a word like I am. You gave the example of what your, your dad mentioned and then remembering that kind of you need to act as if and that you're, you know, you are everything that you think that you are. 
And so I'm grateful for just what you talked about related to actively receiving and, uh, and also the ser- being in service of others. So gr- I'm grateful for the time that you spent with us today. And thanks for sharing your wisdom and your really productive, healthy mindset. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Sandra. I'm really excited to have your podcast on the top of my list. I can't wait to hear everybody else's stories. And I think it's awesome what you're doing. And I really appreciate you having me on here. I've been so honored to be a- asked to be a part. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for listening to High Performance Mindset. If you like today's podcast, make a comment, share it with a friend, and join the conversation on Twitter at mentally underscore strong. For more inspiration and to receive Syndra's free weekly videos, check out drsyndra.com.